some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. That's rad. It's the Process Podcast, episode 170. Zach Watson. Yes, sir. How was your? I was about to ask how your day was, but I get the feeling it's getting to be relatively monotonous. Uh, yeah, that would be the word I would, I would yeah. choose as well. Yeah. What What was it like today? Uh, it was all right today. Yeah. I was cutting hoes pretty much all day. Is that a metaphor? No. No, I'm not no. laying hoes. I'm cutting hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting hose, and how do you spell hose? Is it is it H O E S or H O S E? All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, and um, yeah, I was doing that pretty much all day. Very exciting, and then like wrapping it up. Really, yeah, that super super thrilling stuff, you know. I got nothing for that to be totally yeah, honest. I, I got yeah, nothing. Me neither. It's quite boring. I've been feeling like not sick, but not a hundred percent for the COVID? last COVID question mark. No, I've checked my phone for like the notification, like the exposure alert. I haven't gotten an exposure alert. I've left the house twice in the last two weeks. How does it so... even work? I feel like that's gotta be a lot of BS though. Yeah, because it relies on other people to do it. Yeah. Right. Which, so already. It's which a pretty, it's means it's not going system. to work. No, 90% of the time system. is not happening. Yeah, because I think I think you have to report yeah, you have to positive case. Yeah. Which, no. Let's not be happening. real. Let's be real. Not going to happen. Not happening. Um, not even close. There was, yeah, no, it's it's kind of like a, like a bit of a head fog where... And like maybe a bit of sinus stuff. I don't really know. Like Monday, Monday and Tuesday I've noticed. And even today, like last two days I've had trouble swallowing, which is weird. Mm. Like I'll go to swallow and it's like the muscles just don't work. Yeah. And I'm not going to drag on too much about the swallowing because I know someone can pretty easily take, rip that audio, take it out of context. And we're not going to have that happen. Um, Because I would do the same thing. Um, but it's yeah, it's weird. Like not a headache, but kind of feels like your head's underwater. You know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of don't know. No, I think head fog was a very head uh, fog is a good way district, to uh, describe. You just don't you don't know where anything's going. I'm like that's kind of how that's how I feel. Not in terms of like a workflow aspect side of things. Like definitely less motivated. Like it's it's the last week of offsite now, so there's a definitely a lot of burnout mm. ensued in that, but work works fine like pounding that out pretty consistently i think and then um finishing up the stuff for offsite which is really weird it's like the end of the 12 week it's end of 12 weeks now wow which is mind-blowing um yeah i don't know it's a weird head fog as weird i'm assuming it's gonna pass in a couple days i've just been eating eating my oranges and clementines could be the weather as well i don't know that's what I think I mean, too. I'm loving is it. Part of it has to be the weather. I love the weather right now. I love Went outside like on a jog early this morning, and it was just as the sun's coming up, and it was dark and foggy outside. Mm. I could have gotten attacked, and honestly, not even known it. And that was probably the best I felt all day was being outside, like in trees and stuff. True, just... being in like a forest while it's foggy is a different experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of being in a forest while it's foggy. Remember oh. that chick that we've both seen on uh, YouTube who like runs around in the forest? Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that yeah, lives yeah, yeah. Uh, in a shed on on a mountain somewhere, basically. Yeah, like in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is Isabel Page, I think her name is. Yes. Um, right, right, right. I was listening to the Daily Talk Show the other day, and Josh is talking. Josh Jansen. <laughs> Actually, were they mentioning is, her? Is, is talking about, he's talking to um, their general manager, Jess, He's like, yeah, I was watching some YouTube, some YouTube videos and YouTube. He was like, I was watching this girl like run around and like scream in the woods. I'm like, I know exactly who that is. <laughs> and I funny. sent him a text after I listened to it. And he's like, and I said, was that chick 
was that YouTube chick, this person? And I sent him a link. Yeah. And he was talking about how she was like making some uh, rhubarb parfait. Yeah. Or something like that. Not a parfait because it has it has dairy in it. I don't think she eats eats dairy or, or meat or anything. She's no. like full vego. Um, full vego. But I, yeah. full vego. Yeah. And I sent him the thing, and he's like, "Yeah, no, that's the one. Do you know her too?" And I'm like, "Dude, I've seen the same videos, and I've asked myself the same questions. Like, why is she running around screaming in the forest? I mean, I guess yeah. it makes you feel good. I, yeah, it, yeah, it must feel good. But if you were like hiking and then you heard that you'd be like fuck we're dead <laughs> this just is like beginning strong, of a horror movie just like strong screams and just laughs out of nowhere like if you walked past concerned. and there's like a little opening in the forest and you just see someone like running around screaming that would be pretty terrifying i'd be i'd be horrified I, that would be like, like you, a scary just movie listening to right the there. videos if you listen to those out of context it's terrifying true yeah that one but, was uh, she like washes itself in like the river like an ice cold river and it's like god no i'm good thanks yeah like, and then no, every time everything good. she eats literally just looks like honestly it looks like a plate of weeds some of the stuff looks okay but then some of the others it's like all these sprouts <laughs> and stuff but it looks like just like grass i'm like what the f- like what yeah are you living with it like a, a literal cow that you're feeding as well or, or is this your actual <laughs> lunch there's well, no, yeah, there's it's, no it's way. Def- that's definitely part of the lifestyle. I think I, I can't do that. I like I like I like some of the food stuff that she does, but uh, to be quite honest, like making your own tofu, I don't got time for that. I don't even like tofu. <laughs> yeah, just, even if I did like tofu, I would just buy it because to to make it, you got to like blitz beans, blitz these like tofu beans or whatever they are. Then you got to like drain them and then press them and then cold press them. Yeah, like, I can just try work. to the store. Yeah. Nothing. But she's got like some weird sponsor. Not weird. She got some sponsors now, like ethical yeah. underwear or something well, like that. And then of course, was it made of mycelium? Um we talked about mycelium and offsite last night, actually. Really? And, and Dom, the instructor, was like, and then this is mycelium. Every every industrial designer's favorite packaging concept. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, Use literally. That before. We've, yeah, we've yeah. I remember, um, what was it? Our boy uh, Nick wasn't it his mm-hmm. group for soup strainability. Did mycelium so, diapers? Like oh yeah, they did. Because that was their um, product that needed to be more sustainable. Yeah, and they had it was mycelium. diaper diapers and and tampons and stuff, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Like they kind of touched both aspects of it, right? Or yeah, like they... feminine hygiene products as well. Or no, that was another group. But it was the same uh, concept. Same, yeah. It was like and him working out the sustainability and in, in feminine. Is it feminine hygiene products? Yeah. Is that the correct? Yeah, I believe so. It? Yeah, it's like one of the. It's like the cliche. One of the cliche designer moves. It's like we need a hundred percent biodegradable, environmentally friendly material that can be used like in a fabric application. Mm-hmm. Like mycelium, mycelium, mycelium. It's kind of like when. When they're like, oh, we need to add a little bit of interest and detail to this plastic part, but we don't want to paint it or put holes or something. It's like speckled. Yeah. Make it speckled. Yeah. And then it's speckled. Then boom, you got it right there. Right then. We need to make something look more uh, premium. Aluminum, brushed aluminum. Brushed aluminum. Easy fix. Easy win. (laughs) Easy win. And yeah, yeah, I was talking with Steven, Steven Bukowie. Episode seventy four yes, yes, yes. of the process. Wow, podcast. almost a hundred episodes and, ago. Uh, almost a hundred episodes ago. And I was talking to him. He had some questions. He got into the rocket show, so props to him. Props to him. Claps. Big claps. Big claps. Um insert clap sound bite. Insert clap sound effect. And uh he was asking like what my thoughts were on the whole rocket show thing, because I did it last year and I gave him gave him my opinion of it, which yeah. is kind of that it's it's a great thing to be associated with, but it's not something to stress yourself out over. And they're judging based off of a much different criteria than what you've designed for. So don't expect much. They've right. got us, they've got a stringent set of rules and set of things that they follow and critique towards. And most of Humber's projects don't align with that because they're not more conceptual, but higher level in a way. 
what humbers are or the, the humber humber is the, yeah humbers okay, humbers yeah. way of of um, oh interesting curating a thesis project is at the end of the day a higher level of design not to say that it's better but it's a more comprehensive problem that you're solving right you know? like take yours and mine for example um highly conceptual highly conceptual and problems that aren't necessarily physical in a way or right. something that most people would interact with on a daily actually mine maybe but yours definitely yeah but, but the yeah. the problem with it is more abstract whereas you look at some of the challenges and the problems that were solved with products and projects in the that one at the 2020 rocket show mm -hmm. one of them is how do you make like sustainable access of water to people in tanzania you right know? like real applications that like could be made tomorrow exactly and applied like and memory devices for people with alzheimer's right it's a Who's very like, real what's, thing i always forget his name but the the guy a year or two ahead of us with the uh power liner um power line oh, operator aaron aaron, aaron, aaron didn't he Bavle. win he won a rocket else? award that was that and year, red a dot, lot right? of a lot of students won a rocket award that year wow. and he and he won a red dot design yeah. award for some something about innovation the thing was with the red dot awards you have to you have to pay to, to apply. apply for it right you have to pay to receive it oh you interesting can be, you can be given a red dot award if you don't fork over the cash per se after you've already forked over cash to apply to it it's 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 kind of like buying ownership of the award per se oh, God. for your project Heck. which is a bit of a money grab yeah i think it's a bit scummy but and i actually i didn't know that for the longest time when i was listening to a podcast and one of the guys was kind of talking about the disdain of awards or of a red dot award and oh. why kind of like applying a, if you're fortunate enough to win a red dot award that's fantastic that's a yeah that's a good thing but i think it comes with with the territory of who you are and what you're trying to do right kind of thing at the end of the day ultimately it's not for me i wouldn't no. say it's for me but like the thing he did that's where it was a problem that like it was an actual problem where what he came up with nothing else on the market is like that like nothing exactly this is a one-of-a-kind thing and it's so practical he basically made it like yeah you know did. what i mean like fully like, functioning prototype you could yeah so with a few honestly a few months of you know actually um of of, of r d like you could make that and sell that, that and that, that would be a real thing right absolutely yeah ours are definitely um a very futuristic yeah and i think Solution. all of ours were and like most they of try our to push stuff, us to do that right like exactly you know that's, you that's the point of innovation is to push the limits yeah. not to say that making a roto molded pot for water in tanzania and africa yeah. isn't innovative but there's a different level of thinking it's kind of in a different a different uh, direction or path though it's still yeah. innovation, but it's in a different way. Like there's innovation, like innovating on like something we have, something very tangible that we have, something very physical that you could improve mm -hmm. in a drastic way that no one's thought of that so far. That's, mm -hmm. um, that's innovation, but then it's also innovation to go so conceptual um, and even though it won't be made today, tomorrow, years, decades, but it's thinking of an idea that no one necessarily has thought of, or exactly. uh, you know, it's it's still innovation, but it's in a different, a different way, right? Different mm -hmm. type of goal. Yeah, I guess it's it's different stokes for different folks. I think at the end of the day, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Which is why, well, especially because like I I don't know Aaron personally, but like there's certain people I know that we know that we graduated with that would be 
maybe when they you know based off of like the projects they uh did in in school and and how they think is very much like more of a tangible mm-hmm. thing right grounded and then yeah very grounded yeah, that's a good way to put it and then i know at least for myself i'm a very conceptual person i like thinking about really abstract and mm-hmm. out there things right and yeah different i it depends on the person depends on the yeah, and it also depends on the people that are judging from the right. rocket's point of view, where I think it's two or th- it's a panel of maybe anywhere from two to six people. Mm-hmm. And if they're all following the same guidelines, most of it's going to come down to personal preference. And the thing with a lot of the Humber projects, um, especially like yours and mine, and there's quite a few forward thinking type projects that are coming out of this year which I've seen a little bit of, but not too much, Mm. not enough to understand any of them yet, is like the context of the problem that you're solving isn't necessarily apparent. And that's why a solution hasn't been made for it yet. And that's why a solution hasn't even been thought of because no one does think about it because they look at it and kind of dismiss it immediately because like, oh, it's like, that's, that's just how it's always been. That's how you do mm-hmm. it. Where when you take the time to look at it, you can uncover the underlying problem. Yeah. But in a, if you have 15 minutes or 10 minutes to present, you can't spend eight minutes of it setting up the context of your problem. Yeah. And then one minute explaining and one minute for questions. Right. Whereas it's, it's a lot easier to explain. Alzheimer's makes you lose your memory. This thing helps you reclaim some of those memories by stimulating whatever Mm. you know people in africa or people specifically in tanzania have a lot of trouble accessing clean water due to their geographical location therefore we made something that makes it easier this is how it does it wow when you're talking about like business not not to not to belittle their idea in any way but the kind of like you were saying it's a lot more it's more grounded Mm -hmm. it's more accessible Whereas like, what do you do when you do business on the go? It's like, well, I don't know. I write in my phone. Simple, easy, done. That's the thing. It's like, I don't want to use the word realistic, but it kind of fits. It's realistic. Yeah. Like, like Aaron's thing, whatever, you know, you, you literally could take it to a company in a few months of development. You could Mm -hmm. manufacture that and put it to into market. Right. And people literally could be wearing it within a year Mm -hmm. and using it. And it, it's realistic like an investor that you could make money off of that it's a it's a potential business opportunity absolutely um within a couple of years whereas something like yours or mine Forget i it. it's it's not realistic but the, the way because because the profs were like hey go crazy but you got to justify it yeah. and through that justification justification there is a real realistic elements to the ideas Yes, I do agree. Right? Like, especially with mine, like in, it's going to be a long time since there's fully autonomous, like yeah. level five plus autonomous vehicles, just out and about, like not even just private vehicles, but like service public vehicles. It's going to be many decades before that's here. But it, we may be dead. We may maybe. be dead. Yes. But there is a chance, but it will be realistic at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless the sun blows up and earth blows up but like it will happen in the future we can only hope we can only hope right so i don't want to say it's not realistic but because we we have to go through the process of trying to make it as realistic as possible Mm -hmm. as grounded as possible but yeah it is more of like a that's always found interesting it was like um it, it was tough for mine anyways i don't know about you but when it was like okay Am I really solve? I'm not really solving a problem because the problem doesn't exist yet. Yeah. So you almost have to set like up that. the problem that you're solving. You know, you could say to people yeah. like, "Oh, here's um, you know, aren't forest fires horrible? Yes, everyone knows what oh, that yeah. is. It's a real thing. It happens. Is you know this this they get it, but when it's like, see." It's not a problem for you yet, but decades to come when you're trying to get to work and in a, in your autonomous vehicle, 
you know, and you can't, imagine and you can't this is the, the problem. Fire has burned its way across the road. <laughs> now I have solved that problem, which doesn't exist yet, but will. It's it's a, it's a different thing. It's interesting. Yeah, and like on on the fire thing, that's an it's an interesting thing for me. Like, had I known that when I was when I was in Australia, there I only saw one one fire, and that was a well, that was an intentional backburn when I was in Sydney. Like I was up in the Sydney eye and you could look out on the horizon and you're everywhere. Cause there's not outside of Sydney. There's a lot more mountains, but in the city itself, it's, it's pretty flat and you can kind of look, right. it's kind of like it's in a bowl on the side of the mm. ocean, basically, which is kind of cool. But you can see like the smoke from the fire off in the distance. I'm like, it's far away and there's a lot of smoke. And you think about when then there's an, when there's a, a fire out of control yeah, and there's like pure black smoke, and it's just insane. That's a terrifying thought. Mm-hmm. But ha- and had I known that the summer that I left in the in the beginning of their spring, and then that summer turned in like between basically December and February, ended up being what they've dubbed now as as the Black Summer, right? simply because of the pure devastation that all the wildfires caused which again is a natural part of the mm-hmm. ecosystem there but it's still terrible that it happened and it was definitely worse than anything else which is obviously due in part to climate change and everything had i known that maybe i would have changed my thesis project mm. and maybe i would have it's a very easy thing to say oh like i'm going to help firefighters combat fire in remote and rural areas you know how do you get a firefighting thing up a mountain? If you can block it on a mountain, odds are you have a pretty pretty strong chance of stopping the fire. Yeah. Because like if a it firefighting to, Iron Man suit. That's what I would yeah. have done. If it can go to the opposite side of the mountain and there's no wind to carry it and you can isolate it, you have the opportunity to stop the fire. Mm-hmm. But typically that doesn't happen because how the heck are you going to get a fire truck up a mountain? You probably aren't. And then what happens to the to the firefighters who are going through that and they they have to go through that almost every single year for a 25-year career? You know, you got to imagine out of the the death and destruction that you see through that, both human and animal life, it's got to weigh something on your conscience, you know? Yeah. That's one thing that's kind of surprised me is there's been no, like, I think there's been very little PTSD or um work stress syndrome related projects it's always been address the problem that is present now but the recurring mm-hmm. and like the long term effects of being a firefighter being a paramedic or like being a first responder you know we haven't really not that's a good point that can, actually yeah. not that i can think of anyways no one's done a project around say the long-term health benefits of being a firefighter you mm. know whether that's physical ailments yeah it's like, always in the in the moment in the act type project yeah what are you gonna how are you gonna help them when they retire and they've got mm. lung cancer and ptsd or mm. severe burn things i think that's when it becomes more of a one of the ones that just came to mind again can't remember his name but the guy did the like the ergonomic uh workstation for was it sewing or for yeah. like oh um and he was like not his name wasn't James it was but that's uh, one that came because that was like yeah it's in the moment but that was being more ergonomic is supposed to help the long term yeah mitigate the long mitigate the long term injuries right so type of what type of injury is that called where it's uh like a repetitive this... um like a repetitive repetitive stress something injury. repetitive yeah repetitive stress injury or something like that yeah yeah so or like like stuff where the problem isn't present in the moment but and you only notice the effects of it after a period of time yeah after it's happened typically. it'd be interesting like maybe the next year to see if there's any that tackle like the whole work from home and and that kind of thing because mm, that true. could be one as well like if everyone's sitting at home on a computer and I would say probably most people do not have a proper setup that is ergonomically correct. No. Right? You could Definitely be comfortable, not. but like most people don't have the right chair. 
No. Most people don't have the screen at the right height to their eyes or the or the right angle to their eyes. A lot of people don't have the right height desk. Um, these things, and then very few people have all those. Yeah. Very so true. that becomes an issue, right? And that's more long-term things. And that's one of those things that I can see doing very well at a rocket show. Hundred percent, because especially it's a for very like, relatable problem for mental health and and the long term effects too of being at home and working from home and and feeling like obligated to like not take as many breaks because you're already at home. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, I'm just sitting I down at that. home anyway, so I'll just keep going and not taking as all much the time. Break. It's, it's yeah. weird. It's like a whole guilt trip. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to respond to this immediately so that they know that I'm doing something. Because they know that right. I'm at home four out of the five days a week. Right. You know, I could very well wake up at 11 o'clock and stop doing work at three and just say like, oh, I was busy. I don't yeah. for full clarity and no. disclosure. But it's 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 the need to be better, feel though? like you have to keep up. It's weird. I mean, that's a totally different conversation. But wouldn't that be better? As long as you get your work done. Yeah. Come in. There's been times when I've done that where I've yeah. banged out like six or seven quotes in the morning and then there's all there's almost nothing left on the on yeah. the to-do list. And I'm like, well, I don't want to make unnecessary work for myself. Right. <laughs> don't want to drag it out. And... I've gotten it done. And if something ever comes back from a quote or a or a request or something, it's not like I can legally leave my house. So <laughs> right. One thing I'm just hop back on. Yeah, one thing before I forget, which is interesting when you're talking about uh, presenting your thesis, right? You're like, this is this, and you you know, quickly. The way you said it reminded me of something I just thought of I wish I would have done on my banner. Ooh, as in you're talking about when I was talking about presenting. When you were just talking and you're like, you know, this is the problem of, you know, having clean water and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, this is a product, like, this is how it does this. This is the product yeah. kind of thing. And get your shot glasses ready. Simon ooh, Sinek. Ooh. Um, I'll go for it. Yes. <laughs> but the way you said it was the way when he talks about the why, mm-hmm. and he does the the example of a PC commercial and an Apple commercial. Yeah. yeah. And the, the going out in, and then Apple starting from the Y on the in the middle and going out. And the way you yeah. said it was like that. Mm. Because, Very true. because it's like, this is the problem. We want to help s- these people. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do it? This is how we do it. And this is the product that does it. That's very true. Do you like the idea? Right? It hits different. Yeah, and I does. thought, man, I, I wish I did that. Like, whether it was just three blocks of text and it said why, how, what, mm-hmm. or something or with some icons or something of like my problem. And, mm. you know, I, I see where you're it going. got me thinking. I was like, man, I wish I could have been like, you know, you know, talked about the problem a little bit. I want to help these people. I want to help this problem, this situation and like mm-hmm. help improves, improve, improve, these people's lives in this way how am i this is how i want to do that this is the product damn you know i don't know it was just a quick thing i thought of as soon as you said it i was like my brain just clicked i was like man i wish it <laughs> makes sense though like I it know, makes that's, sense which I is funny because they that's... touched on that the props touched on getting us to think of it that way yeah i did but i i never um explained it or expressed it clearly in that way i think that's an element of storytelling and i think an element of that's one thing that we don't get pushed enough in school is the storytelling aspect which is why so many people finish school and then struggle with a portfolio or struggle to get a job immediately because it's it's very formulaic right how they're showing their work whereas like people people will say all the time like more specific towards a a design related role like i didn't use my portfolio to get my current job i just used the thesis project right um but most of it typically and traditionally is an employer wants to see your process 
and an employer can see your process and see your end result and not like your end result because it's naturally a very subjective thing. But if they understand the context and the problem that you're solving, they see your process to get to your solution. They may, they still may not like it, but they can kind of retroanalyze it and say, well, given the parameters that this individual set out, they met those parameters mm. around and in this solution may not like it, but they still did the job at the end of the day. And that's, that's one thing that I don't think we got enough of at school. And that's one thing that's come out of offsite is emphasizing the storytelling, right. emphasizing um, like the, who is it for? What's yeah. it for? Well, I always feel like with, with how traditional school is though, Mm-hmm. it's it, it's hard to teach that because that's more something you just it takes years to understand and develop and and years of of trying to tell the story better better and more clearly right yeah like we touched on it a little bit when we when we did portfolios in in school mm-hmm. and i don't know if we, we didn't like get taught really too much about that but i think we all knew when you'd see some people's that didn't work it just looked like a presentation of work and then some that did work and you're kind of like looking you're like well the layout like how they tell the story of that project that works better right so you start picking it up Mm -hmm. and i think we learn a bit when it comes to actually presenting right and yeah getting better at making presentations but i think it just that sense of empathy yeah, it it just important. takes time, I guess, right? Because looking back now, I'm like, oh, I see it. Like it, you know, it makes sense. Like back in thirty, when we're doing portfolios, I'm like, man, I'm struck. Like, what do you mean? I gotta, I gotta make the person see the story of this project, or like, how how do you do mm-hmm. that? It's so conceptual. Yeah. It's so abstract. I just want right? them to see my hot sketch. That's the only thing. That yeah, matters. but that's, that's why it's the whole page. But now it's like, oh my god, yeah, no, I see. You know, I understand that. And I understand that that why, right? And mm-hmm. kind of heard that and quote it's, again. It's, like it's a it's a bit of a tricky thing. Yeah, heard the quote again yesterday. I was uh, rewatching a movie. Have you ever seen Nightcrawler? I don't know if you did watch that at the house or not. Jake Gyllenhaal. Nightcrawler, like oh, with Jake about Gyllenhaal. um. Oh no, I'm thinking of Night Stalker. On no, Netflix. yeah, no, no, that's no. A, that's a dark show it's, man. it is dark stalkers it's good up. but it's dark no if you haven't seen it's on netflix they just put it back on netflix nightcrawler it's about like um jake Gyllenhaal is this kind of weirdo guy surprise he like does, he's like super broke doesn't know what he wants to do with his life and like he's a really motivated like quirky guy and he discovers like um, you know the people that uh, actually there's a documentary on Netflix now. People that like go and film like crashes and crimes, and get the get the video clips for that they sell to the news companies. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's a movie on that, and he's like, oh. and it's really it's a dark movie, and his character he's so good, um, really great movie though. But there's a line, and he's like talking about uh, this woman from the news some news agency is like asking him about like learning it or something and he's like you know talking about like i was trying to figure out what i you know what i wanted to do with my life and i took a business course and he said one of the first things is finding out what you're good at and he's like you know i just i i learned that uh you know why you do something is more important than what you're doing I was like, that's, I like mm. that, right? It's very true. It goes back, right? The why is even more important than the what. Even if the it what is is, impo- is, is is impressive. Um, if there's no why behind it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really hit. You yeah, know, it's, it's, I don't think we, we live in a generation that thrives on and appreciates authenticity, especially because think now it's do you think so anyways yeah it's very easy to tell when like it's like the whole like fake bitch or like resting bitch face culture you know you can tell when someone's being inauthentic you can tell when someone's like kind of like yeah is it being a bit of a i was just thinking though when you said that i was like something 
I was thinking like my mind went to Instagram and you have mm-hmm. like and like when you think of TikTok too and it's all about people faking right mm-hmm. so it's like and and you might see like see people on Instagram and they're you know it, it's it's a girl has lots of makeup or it's plastic surgery and the, f- the photos are edited and people think this is how good people look all the time mm-hmm. um it, you think you're saying that people people know it's fake but there's almost that ignorance where we would just want to ignore it and be like no we don't care <laughs> yeah it's like the alcoholic yeah. who only drinks on weekends right me they're like i'm not an alcoholic like i can stop anytime i just don't want to yes exactly or it's like i am an alcoholic but i'm only going to drink one day a week it's like well yeah. You're you're still an alcoholic. Yeah, it was Even just if interesting. You do like full twelve step program, and then you're like, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm cured, but I only drink on Saturdays. Yeah, it was just interesting because you said like you think what this our generation whatever like relies or or cares about that that honesty that genuineness, but I I don't know I just feel like with with social media now it's like yeah become a platform where people who are purposely being fake are becoming get, very get successful attention. and they're getting the attention this is true i do i do agree with that. i don't know if that's like people that. like they i feel like there's a lot of people a lot of young people that maybe don't even see that but maybe it's like yeah. you know like if you, i don't know if you ever had a wrestling phase like a wwe phase where when you're younger you thought no, it was legit i, was, I did no, when i was, I was younger one of those cucks oh, was, well, I, was, I was i was an intelligent child right i was i thought it was real up until you get to the point and you're like Oh, it's not real. And then you now you look back on it, you're like, how did I ever think that was real? But you you know, when you're young, you're you know, so maybe it's something like that. But I, but I feel like you know, it's strive off of being disingenuous, right? There's there's definitely a metric of success that thrives off of both male and female. Mm-hmm. Not it's not exclusive per se, but it's. Like the whole the whole TikTok culture is weird. I don't even think that's our generation. That's 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 beyond us. It's the that's, next generation. That's the that's the new generation of people. Even be. if gen, even if numerically it's the same generation. Yeah. Technologically and socially, it's a different group. Yeah. Completely. Definitely. But within that, like, and within that context, I do agree. There are people that are in, in, incredibly inauthentic and. Not nece- not that they're doing it in a malicious way, but I think social media in general is a highlights reel of yeah. most people's lives, and that's all well. That's it's definitely present, but I think that. Or do you think because people, of that? I think there's a there's that. a there's a a demand or a you know there, there's a demand for authenticity because there's so much. Yeah. you know it's like pe- people we're at the point now where we've had instagram for over 10 years and we've had yeah, facebook wow. for over 10 years and and youtube has become less of a video sharing platform and more of a theater more of a business and a business and you can tell like i listen to podcasts that have ads all the time and they're like you know what i hate about shaving is like having a by the shavers i'm like well that's kind of a fact like yeah harry's shows up on your door on your doorstep yeah. that's great but and it's 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 a bit of a weird thing and it's like maybe maybe they actually really do like the product but it it still seems a bit forced i think we're at the point yeah. now where most of us most of us understand that that's kind of just how it is now that's kind of just the way that True. the model has become and understanding that social media is now largely a highlights reel mm. and that's ultimately that's how it is that's that's what it will be for the longest time until a new platform comes along mm. such as clubhouse i think that it it's going to need work to to change itself and to grow into something that is more readily um accepted by the general public like yeah most people are not on clubhouse simply because it's it's a restrictive thing where you need an invite yeah um and i don't think it's at the point where it could be scaled to a mass thing 
but it's been, it's a fantastic way to network with people. And I think that in itself speaks more to the authenticity of it. Whereas we, again, going back to what I said earlier, I, I, and I don't know how we got on that topic, but I think as, as a generally as a culture and as a generation, we, we do appreciate authenticity, which is why things like meditation and mindfulness and like and self-care have become so much more prevalent, especially in the last four or five right. years, is because people who have experienced that level of social media success or whatever have gotten to the point where it's almost um it's kind of like waking up from the pod in the matrix and you kind of yeah. look around and realize the the false dichotomy of everything that surrounds you. You're like, oh shit, like I I was a part of contributing to that. Mm-hmm. And then the authenticity in saying, I was a part of that and kind of not all it's cracked up to be like being being successful in this space isn't all it's cracked up to be um so i think the authenticity is there and it is appreciated most of us just don't know that we appreciate it like most of the most of the youtube content that i'll absorb that's not people reacting to dumb reddit videos is that's how i get my reddit content it's through youtube so i'm filtering it um is more intentional stuff like f- more more focused around the creativity and curation of the concept of icky guy like your what's your your purpose in life and mm. how can you curate that how can you develop that and the whole icky guy concept we could do an entire podcast about that in Let's itself do it's it. pretty wild i got to get more into that i got to watch some you got you got to like write some shit out yeah but yeah, no, I think at the end of the day, I think authenticity is appreciated because when, like, who listens to ads? No one listens to ads. No. Why don't you listen to ads? Because you know it's it's not serving you. It's not authentic. True. Yeah. The but ones that the get me, that- like, it'll be people that, like, podcasts or videos that, like, I know, like, I like the person or the people. Mm-hmm. And when they say, like, we wouldn't... uh we wouldn't, you know, uh, do ad reads for companies we don't believe in or we don't like, right? But if they pay you enough money, I know, and it's like will. I like you guys, and I I understand, but also I can see through it. But I also yeah. don't judge because I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Right, and that in itself is a bit is a level of authenticity on your part as well. Yeah. You're like I I know that. I know that you are doing what's best for you out of a business decision. You know, mm-hmm. you got to make money to run that podcast. That just makes sense. Yeah. I'm not going to judge you for doing that because if I was in your shoes, I would probably do the same thing. And that's the kind of discourse that most people need as opposed to like, like when Tommy and Josh started running ads on their show, cause they had a brief stint where they, they were able to monetize it for a bit. Mm-hmm. I think Manscaped was one of the sponsors and a couple local Australian nice. things. Um, like people started writing in like, oh, why are you monetizing this? Like, it's not like it used to be. It's like, well, you, you got to pay these things called bills. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's this thing called life and money. I had that, like I had that last week where first time in my life where I had an overdraft in my, mm-hmm. in my bank account. And cause I'd moved some money to savings cause I'm responsible. And then without even realizing it because i didn't realize it was the end of the month car insurance savings account or like like a retirement type not a retirement savings account um but like a i don't even know what it's called it's an rs something like right? an like kind of like an i think it's an rrsp i think is what it's called right like i put a i put a chunk of money away each month yeah like car insurance came out rent came out that savings thing came out and the bi-weekly car payment came out all in the same mm. day. I was like, oh, I'm like negative a thousand bucks right now. Right. That sucks. If if that could be remedied by me putting a a um an ad on the podcast or something, I was like, I'm I'm not super thrilled about it, but it's gonna pay money, but it's also not yeah. directly disingenuous. It's not like 
here's our here's our five dollar watch like it's totally free you just pay the shipping like that's that's just that's yeah, cucky. yeah. that's very cucky yeah but if it was i don't even know what it would be for but if it was for something that we're like well like we would use it squarespace be super yeah like squarespace. That would be like, i actually that'd be pretty I'm, nice I'll, I'll simp for squarespace i would simp for squarespace but <laughs> yeah it's 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 yeah, it's an easy I, thing I, to see through yeah. but it's also something when it is authentic you know you appreciate it right you know no i i do agree that's kind of the the i see where you're summation from. of that of that yeah. thought concept anyway <laughs> and i heard another or i was talking with um to wrap this up similar to, to the point that you led in previous to that conversation around like education like the school education and design education we were talking with michael detulo last night who hopefully we can get on the show in a couple of weeks time Ooh. um which would be pretty big that'd be pretty <laughs> yeah it's pretty big that's like mind-bendingly big be nervous um, yeah, little. I'm. I've. I've. Unfortunately, I feel comfortable around him because I've been. I've talked to him here and there for like the last yeah. twelve weeks, and then Zach has out of nowhere. It's like, hello, hello. My name is Zach. I, heard you, I understand you're stuff. famous. <laughs> you're. And I understand you. Listen, I know you're a big deal. I know you're a big deal, but <laughs> kind of a big deal. That's how we get him um, to open it up. Do the, do the Will Ferrell, uh, Ron Burgundy. Like, I'm kind of a big deal. Kind of That's big how deal. we would open up the episode very true like that'd be that funny <laughs> he, he was talking about about school and how school and the whole concept of education is especially design education is structured around it's their best guess as to what you need right to be to be successful hmm. what happens if you the student understand that more understand that they're understand trying to what you have a, understand the best not, guess? not that not that but understand what you need more than the school does you know the school can right. give you their best guess the school can give you their best guess as to what you need to be successful in in a, in specifically in this in the industrial design field what happens when you understand that better than the school mm. that's where those outliers come into play and michael said like i was that kid and I got a lot of flack for it and almost got yeah. flunked because of it because he understood that it was very obviously contextual to the school he was at, like went to Rhode Island Institute of Design, RIS, RISD, I think it's mm. called. Um, he understood that and rebelled against it because he knew what was good for him at the end of the day. And that's a type of like self-sufficient thinking that, Right is slowly going away because you see a lot more students kind of following the cookie cutter model. Yeah, of what is set out. So that was yeah, that was it's, my thought on that. Yeah, that I, I I do get that. The one thing that always scares me is like like all the programs in a school are like they're not ran the same way, but they're ran the, they're structured the same way semester here's your classes everyone's got to do this certain amount of classes um certain amount of electives certain amount of hours certain amount of credits blah blah and then like within the check these boxes yeah within the departments right for like industrial design patrick and all the profs or or patrick and some of the profs would meet i guess with the people above them on like what they should be teaching for industrial design. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like a ministry. There's a government standard. Right. Remember in our third year they had the, or in second year they would be like all the profs would be like collecting stuff. Yeah. Like, well, we need this for the, for the program review and like the program review. Yeah. I think we helped, we helped set that. up the room. We helped yeah. set up stuff in for the new building. Review. Yeah. And yeah. And, and again, it's more boxes to check. It's a yeah. group of people that most likely aren't in the industry. No. Deciding what's best for us. They're just high-paid government penguins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that kind of makes me a bit sad because, mm -hmm. like, 
like everything can't be ran the same no. like creative um something like art and design and like the whole umbrella of which is art and design all those things are or should be like they're different and they're taught and they're learned different than business than mm-hmm. nursing and kinesiology than journalism than engineering than mm-hmm. music you know it's each of them should be catered right yeah. and and the people just ultimately deciding should be people who actually probably have done it and are doing it mm-hmm. right which is why i love offsite and that's and what i think is very clever thing. because it's mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's put together by people who are not only have been in the industry but are still in the industry actively in the actively industry. in the industry and they understand the previous trends within the industry the current trends possible future trends they understand how the business aspect works how people are actually getting jobs, how the jobs are, how studios work, how this works, you know, they, they understand that. Whereas the people that are forming these committees or whatever, that are telling schools and departments what they should be teaching through the programs have probably no idea. They think they do, but they don't. Mm. That kind of, that makes me sad, right? Like it, because it's the exact thing, right? You're going to have students where they're like, yeah, but like, shouldn't be learning more like this yeah you know like we had a very small version of that with uh sustainability right true i think a lot of us thought that we hated the prof a lot of us did and at the beginning because we thought it was him changing the the course outline and like what he was teaching Mm -hmm. and then when we finally expressed the concerns and he finally understood he's like no i'm sorry he's like i i was given this essentially to teach you and I thought this is what you guys did. And we're all like, look, ma- manufacturing is very important for design, but like this level, this depth and focusing on just this is kind of like counterintuitive in a way. In one year and out the end. Yeah. And it's also like, we don't need to like that stuff. We'll figure out and learn, but like we need more design, like more stuff that we can take out of it and learn yeah. and apply to our future right in the industry and then he started to actually he was a great guy and he started to actually change things that got a that lot was an better informative yeah that was an informative informative moment when he asked us like what what do you need out of this yeah and most of us were like thank you for asking exactly that's right the first time anyone has ever asked exactly that. and i'm not saying like committees need to go all right students you tell us what we should teach you because that whole concept yeah. is wrong but one ask and I'm not saying the students know exactly either, right? It could be people like us that came right out of high school. What do we know? Right? Nothing. Nothing. We're I can zip zippers and button buttons. Exactly. Barely. Just about. Barely. But like you could still ask. Yeah. Get actually, and, not, and not just like, you know, we would have to do those like, we did the teacher evaluation things in first year or whatever. and Yeah. And whatever. Like that, that's just BS anyways. But like, give us like things to not just questionnaires that like you give it to some person who is like in HR or something and just reads through these things. Like, no, don't do that. Like sit down with us and let's have a conversation about what we think, what we would like to learn too. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause there could be new trends that again, these people don't know about cause they're not in the design industry. And then you have some students like, can we learn more about, uh, you know, not just SOLIDWORKS manufacturing style 3D modeling, but can we learn like more concept and 3D modeling like Blender? Yeah, can we can and, like we ex- animation? Can we explore Blender or can we explore like like a what's it called Gravity Sketch? Yeah, like can we because that because in the industry it seems like more and more people are kind of starting to adopt this and and explore this. Can we mm-hmm. do something like that? You know, as a, as a, as something, or you know, we would really all really like to, you know, as in the auto guys, like instead of just, we would really like to spend time doing this. Yeah. You know, and and getting feedback that feedback like that, I think would be good because the structure hasn't changed, it barely changes, right? And mm-hmm. and then it's also the same as 
like, you know, it's not the exact same. Like, you know, our exams were draw this. Yeah, Whereas pretty, most people is like easy exams. Yeah. It's like, here's multiple choice, your short answer. Here's some essay style questions. Right. And, and whatever it's, it's different, but the whole, like, you know, the whole structure of the overall program is still the same as all the other programs in the building. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, feels a bit like almost like wasted opportunity. It's archaic. It is. I think it's personally. Yeah, I think it's it's it, it's sad because it's like, man, you could like this could be so much better. Yeah, you know, and I think stuff like things like offsite like are showing that, like, hey, look, like mm-hmm. th- this could be so much better. This isn't even the best it can be, but it's already so much better. Like, yeah. there's so much more potential there, you know. And there's a breadth of experience. Like Michael and Spencer, I'd I'd say are the two most senior instructors there, and who have like twenty to 20 20 20 wow. to 25 years of industry experience and then you've got Tyler and Kat who are most definitely like the youngest instructors and like Tyler's our age wow and he's working working at a company called Enlisted hmm. um in Utah I think he's based out of but like that's 25 years of broad experience. Yeah. That's a range. You have so many different points of insight where you have a, you have a guy like Tyler who just came out of school. You have Kat who's been out of school for a little bit and has now landed a full-time job at a, at a, at a corporate at Pampered Chef in Chicago. You've got Kelly Custer who's been running her own, remote design studio like since she graduated wow and then you've got spencer who does everything under the sun and michael who's run his own fully successful business for last 10 years i'd say at least and who has experience with companies like nike and frog and Mm. like michael freaking jordan right that's a big name it's That's a big name quite, you don't just large. casually throw around. No, that no. And then you've got people like Dom who were the fact that he's working in Canada. I think he works at Cortex now. But the fact that he's a an American citizen who has been asked to come and work in Canada, that in itself is a pretty uncommon thing, especially now mm-hmm. where a company's going to pit to pay to sponsor you to bring you over. Yeah. Like they're there is a level of of talent and skill that comes along with. Yeah, that. they're not just and giving you know, like out these, those opportunities, but yeah, and these people are all doing day jobs, plus this, which just adds to the overall level of insight. Yeah, and the guy who started it all, Hector, is to not to drag this on too long, but the guy who started it, Hector Silva, I believe he works at Notre Dame in the states. Wow, but he's he's a professor, huh. and he understands. And he sees, like, he sees the gap. Well, I have to, yeah. I have to ask him if, if he's, if he's keen to come on. But wow, he, that'd be amazing. He recognizes the gap. Yeah, there's in the education and what yeah. you get in the real world, which is why this thing exists in the first place. Well, I think it was really eye-opening when you know, in last semester, fourth year, and we had Sandro class where you just bring in guest speakers every week. Yeah, and after every presentation we'd be like we didn't know this worked like this or we didn't know you could do this or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like why are we finding this out in the last semester that's how it felt you know like sometimes it was like wait a second like why why do we just learn this like this seems like really good honestly it felt like every time sandra was had a good conversation like that or brought some in it was like wait you're just telling that us that now like that's some like good information that like is more goes against traditional school but like would be so beneficial for this program Mm -hmm. but it's not set up that way because it's so traditional it's like everything else when it shouldn't be like everyone else everything else because yeah it's different right like how you develop skills to sketch and make models and to research and to empathize with clients and to and to design things and to know what is good and what is bad design that is a totally different mindset and 
process of learning mm-hmm. and practice than learning how to become a journalist or going through kinesiology or going through accounting. It's a totally mm, different thing. You don't thing. want to be an accountant? You don't want to be no. an accountant? It's a totally different either. thing, right? And it's, but we're being taught it in the same way, and you know, mm-hmm. in many ways. And that's like, man, like, you know, there's so much. It's a bit so old much school. More, it's, it's very old school. There's, there's some cool opportunity there that just hasn't been, or starting Fully now explored. to be explored, which is cool. Very slowly. It's, it'll be a gradual thing. But I think once people realize, not that the way that they're doing it now is wrong. Yeah. But I think once they realize there's another way to do it and that other way also works, yeah, maybe works better. I I think a bit of a pes- pessimistic view, I think, but like I think uh unfortunately still within society everyone values the pieces of paper that says Very you true. have a diploma or a degree uh way too much. It values that way more mm. than you should. And I think schools and institutions know this and they know they don't have to change anything. And they'll yeah. still get more than enough people coming in wanting to get that piece of paper because everyone cares so much. It is, which scares me. And yeah. so they know that, which is very upsetting. Because again, coming to design, I think like, you know, maybe if you're being a doctor, that piece of paper is probably very important. Mm-hmm. Right? Please. Please have that piece of paper on your wall framed nicely, please. Um mm-hmm. And please have it straight on your wall. If it was like really crooked, yeah. you're like, I don't know about. You're a psychopath. Yeah, you don't really seem like the person I want. You know, cutting me open so and fixing that's the something. doctor that leaves a pair of scissors in. You <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, I was gonna say, but for like design, like, what does that piece of paper really do? Right. It's 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 based on your work and, you know how you think not what a piece of paper says right and but unfortunately people still value that most businesses most uh you know when famous you know ted talk or whatever when elon musk is like yeah we don't at tesla we don't care if you have a degree or not like he's like you know we just want to see so what you why do. when i so why when i applied to the, t- <laughs> the to the industrial designer position at tesla did it ask for my education history yeah exactly where he says you know we don't care about that we just want to see what you do right he's like you know preferably you dropped out and actually did something that's the funny thing he says but he's one of the very few people that doesn't care about that you know mm-hmm. most places most people most businesses care about that whether or not you have that piece of paper yeah even more important even care more about that than they actually do your work you know and so they schools know they don't have to change anything and people still drop tens of thousands of dollars you know for that piece of paper that's just in canada think of the u.s where you're dropping like 20k a semester yeah i know like to attend to attend art center you're dropping it's like I think for four years, just tuition is like close to three hundred and fifty grand now. Yeah, we're pretty lucky in Canada because they pay. I think the government technically pays like two thirds of it. They pay fifty percent or fifty percent or something. Like yeah. it's, we're pretty lucky. But um, like full tuition for Humber, I think all across all four years, just tuition is I think roughly around thirty. 32 to 36,000 I want to say. Yeah. If you're an international student, then it's say say it's 32. So you're an international student, it's 64. Yes. Yeah, and if the government didn't cover the 50%, that's what we would be paying. Yeah. As well as so the 64. It's, you know, it, but yeah, but it's just yeah, it's just, I don't know. It kind of makes you sad cuz it could be so much better. Mm. I think. I totally agree. I'm very dark in the screen. Yeah, now. you are very dark. We've, now. We've, just a, we've run over an hour. Just a very slight dark. white face. Very dark. Yeah, just me and my little water bottle over here. <laughs> there it is. I think it's a good good point to to cap it off. It's uh, yeah. we actually didn't even talk about the stuff yeah the that we one had thing that you wanted to talk about. 
but uh, we can right. save that save that for tomorrow. It gives us more time to think about it. It's an interesting concept. True. And uh, yeah, any questions? Feel free to send us an email to hide out the process podcast at gmail.com. We'll be having a guest on Friday's episode. We're gonna Hopefully, tease yeah. that. We won't won't tell who it is. We're gonna have to do a bit of of missioning to get it to do the recording. Zach's gonna have to get in a car and do a little bit of driving. Mm. Hint hint. An hour drive. It's, it's a fair trek, my guy. But <laughs> you'll be able to make it. And uh yeah. Obviously, we'll do it. Social distancing, everything will be legal. Completely abiding by yeah. municipal, provincial, and federal laws. Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Ooh, baby, beautiful. And uh, yes, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you tomorrow. Peace. The process. Some creative assembly required.